737 News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, a morning show here on DWS. C.W. Greer along with Blake Landa. And we're joined this morning, as most Fridays we are, Jim Rosso from the News Gazette. Jim, how you doing this morning? Great. Great to see Blake in here. Always a pleasure. And you too, C.W. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I always get joy, get together with you, my friend, Mm -hmm. regardless of what you do to me. But That's anyway. all right. Your, your <laughs> forecast was right on this morning. Well, yeah, how about that? Yeah. I know. It's gross. It is actually out there melting down a little bit. But, you know, we've got to have the okay. good and the bad, all don't right. we? All right. So, hey, I wanted to, since you're in here a little early, which is good, I'm glad you did. Okay. Thank you for doing that. I do have something for you and Blake I really thought you would get a kick out of. <laughs> so, Dr. Phil reportedly has a toxic work environment. <laughs> Dr. Phil, what are you thinking? <laughs> According to a BuzzFeed article published on Thursday, a dozen current and former employees of the Dr. Phil show say that the show fostered a toxic environment. Sources told the outlet that workers were forced to perpetuate racist stereotypes on the show, told to prevent mentally ill guests from taking their medication and forced Ooh. to endure verbal abuse. That's not good. That's no, Dr. that sounds Phil. terrible. That is Dr. Phil's show now. And I'll, doctor. Yeah. Although none of the people uh, BuzzFeed's News spoke with, though, witnessed Phil McGraw engage in toxic workplace behaviors to current and 10 former, mm. emphasis on former employees, said that it was common to be screamed at and berated by executive producer Carla Pennington and other senior level staffers. So it sounds to me like those 10 former right. are looking for some money. I think so. This kind of reminds me of like the Ellen DeGeneres thing of just being yes. like, she had a toxic work environment right. and now they're like, well, that worked for her. Maybe it'll work on Dr. Phil. <laughs> it's an old journalism, not maybe a trick, but if you want a juicy story, you talk to formers of anything. Is that right? Former players, former yeah. co-workers, yeah. former, you know, anything yeah. like that. And you're probably going to get some uh, disagreement and some More than you bargained for many times. Some angst. I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. That's so. some angst. Anyway, with that said, I thought we'd get a kick out of that. I, uh, What do you got coming up in the News Gazette today and over the weekend, my friend? Um, maybe we should talk to some former people uh, <laughs> if we have a hole on the cover. Well, <laughs> I don't CW's know. CW's former friends. <laughs> There's a few out there. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're going to, um, speaking of former, but mm-hmm. in a good way. Right. Uh we're gonna. We, we spent the week at St. Joe. Mm-hmm. All right, it's about to turn a that proud, proud village. Uh, gonna celebrate 150 years of being around this summer at some point, and um, we sent Dave Hinton, who is our our county editor, there for the week. Really, he went to the village board meeting on uh, Tuesday night and went back there on Wednesday and. Just trying to get a gauge of where St. Joe is going. Mm-hmm. All right. If okay. you've been there lately, and I went there uh, last week, I've been on Main Street. It looks a lot different than it did, say, 10 years ago. Oh, sure. How many? I think there's three restaurants now. Yes. The beer's flowing. That wasn't always the case in mm-hmm. St. Joe back in my youth. And uh, a lot of growth. Yes. A lot of challenges at 150 years old. You know, mm-hmm. the, so, some of our surrounding communities are the ones that are showing real growth yeah. as far as census numbers go. Uh, St. Joe's got a kind of an old high school. Mm-hmm. Um, they do. Uh, yeah. Is it time to build a new high school mm-hmm. in St. Joe? Yeah. Is it time to put a stoplight? Right. <laughs> Things like, I mean, these are real questions sure. for towns that size. Well, with growth always comes 
questions of when do we do some of the mm-hmm. infrastructure stuff? When do we do some of the things like our schools? And then um, as in downtown areas, usually in the smaller towns, what happens? Well, sometimes in the bigger metros too, but your, uh, your downtown area gets abandoned mm-hmm. and then the growth goes at the perimeter. Right. And then like, what do we do at the downtown? Now, St. Joe's a little different yeah. because they have grown the downtown right along with it but you still got some old buildings and things like that. you do and all the most of the action is right downtown right mm-hmm. off of main lincoln yes and, it is uh, uh, they're trying to maybe try to get a bank in uh, a building for it right now it's kind of in this little strip mall right uh, where you can go to an atm okay. and such and but you got the rail trail uh busting right through town and that's mm-hmm. a that's turned out to be a real good thing yes it has. for everybody on that corridor mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll touch on that a little later but okay uh all signs uh, point to some positives. So uh, take a deep dive, and this will kick off our. We did this about five years ago, where we kind of visit one area town at a time and mm-hmm. study their uh, the pros and cons. Well, when you come to Homer, okay. I'll make sure the welcoming committee is All there right. for you. All right, all that, two of us. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. You get me inside that caboose. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's all I want to see when I go to Homer. Just all like right? Mayberry. Andy, we need to get the welcoming committee together here. <laughs> I told you about the rail trail. Uh, Tom Kasich, besides his mailbag, writes a Sunday column, mm-hmm. and he'll uh, he'll tell you where that is. You know, you can uh, you can start in Urbana, and the yep. goal, of course, one day is to go all the way to Danville. Right, and there's still some missing links, mm-hmm. if you will. And uh, Tom will tell you where that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he's got his mailbag, two p.m. Blake. Are you a fan of the? I love so. Okay. I what I love the most about the mailbag is whenever you come in and get to talk about what's coming up. Okay, well, I, got I, a lot. I like to, I like to hear it like from from you personally yeah. what's coming up. <laughs> um, he's got tons, and I guess the best one um, is you've heard about this Neal Street corridor beautification plan for right. years now, right? Mm-hmm. The city of Champaign is trying to make that entrance way from seven seventy four downtown better because right, right now it's just kind of ragged sure right sure. and uh that old holiday inn where cw ever stay at that holiday inn back at the i back never in the day? stayed at it now i was in the lounge a couple okay. times that was back in the day it was a bar <laughs> was it not it was they called it a lounge then okay <laughs> all right but, blake we're talking old school right there used yeah. to be a big holiday inn right when you got off 74 yep. on neil street yep. and eventually it was those classic holidays in, right? With it the door, doors on the outside yep. and the big sign outside. Sure I, was. I remember when I moved here. Sure. But they raised it. They mm-hmm. uh, they demolished it and it's been sitting one big, ugly lot here for yeah. a long time. Um, Tom will tell you about uh, they finally found a buyer and the plans are to build a Holiday Inn. No. <laughs> <laughs> Golden Corral. No. Two great guesses. <laughs> wow. You could have guessed a gaming parlor that would have been the or an apartment. Bitcoin ATM. <laughs> Another quick trip. All right. So oh, okay. Uh, okay. And the city says, you know, that's all right. Maybe not what we were hoping. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the greatest thing, but it's it will be a quick trip. Much like I think there's one on Bloomington Road. Too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there was a Golden Corral question, whether it's coming to Carl at the fields now. I think someone's just messing with Tom. <laughs> or someone just really wants a Golden Corral. <laughs> I think I think they're messing with Tom. Well, I don't, I'm not sure I want to go. But he's forced Corral. to answer these questions. You know, that's our that's our promise. Yeah, you true. No matter how that's stupid right. or crazy or outlandish the 
question is. Tom will take a crack at it. I want him to research the fight that happened at the Golden Corral somewhere in Tennessee yeah. or Kentucky or a couple still, weeks ago. Well, ask him. You, just, you don't have to use your real name on I, these questions. I never thought about <laughs> that. D. Gentry of Philo. Gloria from Peoria. <laughs> Shipping containers at Meyer. Uh, they're about to start a renovation project. Here's a quiz for you, Blake. Another old school quiz. Someone asked, when was the Olympian Drive interchange opened on 57? Oh, I'm going to guess this was probably before I was born, so... Oh, that hurts. <laughs> hey, what was it? Probably right. 1990? Yeah, 1989. Before I was born. <laughs> CW, you were well into your life. I know. I was I, I, I was like, yeah, that had to be 89 or 90, because that's when I was still around in radio back then. <clears throat> Here's a good one. Another good one. The mailbag is loaded, by mm-hmm. the way, this okay. week. Okay. Um, someone with the bad weather, we saw all those semi-trucks on the sides of the interstates, mm-hmm. wondered, uh, is semi-truck driving worse than it ever has been because oh, yeah. of the shortage, and they're letting, like, Blake get behind the wheel, right? right. That would not be a good idea. Right. And uh, interestingly enough, a new law was passed February 7th, a new requirement. February 7th. Okay. Which is... Just three days ago. Yeah. yeah. The entry-level driver training rules took effect. Mm. New rules. Okay. So if you get behind a big rig, you got to actually pass some tests now. Oh, that's good. Or maybe, I'm, I'm sure you had to in the yeah. prior, but more than ever, there are rules. So it's not like back in the day when they just take you out in the pasture and just turn you loose and you learned on your own, then you went on the road then. That's what happened back then, CW? That's when I was a kid. Is that right? That's how we learned to drive. All right. Who didn't? Great memories of, I have a sister that lives on a farm, and that's how I had all my kids at age like six or seven sit on my lap mm-hmm. and at least steer, Yep. and then eventually got to sitting by themselves yep. going down the country road. Yep. You're right, CW, with the uh, foot on the gas and brake, yep. and me nervous, so in the driver's seat, but right. that's how all four learned how to drive. Yep. That's See, being I'm... from up north, it's a little different. We were doing it in parking lots, <laughs> but <laughs> didn't have nice big country roads and fields to be driving around. <laughs> Do you know unofficially the best area to uh, learn how to drive in Champaign? No. Where's that? Oh, the Parkland parking lots. Oh, that's, oh yeah. that's a really good They're one. enormous, mm-hmm. and they are connected, and they are, uh, especially during the COVID era, open. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jot that down for <laughs> those parents looking to illegally teach your kids how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you what Sorry, Tom Ramage. My bad. Late seventies, early eighties, when snow got on that parking lot at Parkland, that's another Uh-oh. story. CW, for you're day. a bad dude, man. I'm. Fr- <laughs> I love hearing all these uh, older CW stories. <laughs> you repent. I did. <laughs> um, we'll introduce you to Adam Clapp. He is the principal at Monticello High School, mm-hmm. who's about to become superintendent. Good okay. guy. Um, hey, congratulations to the Sages. They finished second in the. Uh, yeah. It was eighth grade uh, boys basketball last mm-hmm. night. Um, all right, here's a fundraiser we'll tell you about. Here's this, I signed Gentry up for it. <laughs> April 1st, you are going to be allowed to rappel down the Hendrick House. Is that right? On campus, 13 stories. Wow. You got to pony up a lot of money. I bet. It's a fundraiser, but that's, <laughs> Dave can come up with it. Yeah, yeah he, he sure can. can. And he could do that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's a fundraiser for the Champaign County Farm Bureau Foundation. That's kind of neat. They tried this in downtown Champaign a few years back. And you said it's on April 1st? I, I do. That's good. <laughs> now it's worth checking before we publish. Yeah, that's, I don't want to get up there and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to repel you down. <laughs> or, the, or, the, or the joke is, yeah, you have safety uh, straps. <laughs> you won't fall. 
Blake. <laughs> now, now I'm glad you did sign DMT up for it. <laughs> uh, we'll introduce you to Larry Weaver. How about that? 50 years a member of the Rantoul Rotary Club. Wow. Very That's good. a long time for sure a service is. club participant. Sure is. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sure he's done a lot of good things up in Rantoul. I'm sure he has. Um, you got more time? How about uh, one more? Okay. How about the Centennial Hall of Fame? Tonight at uh, Coleman Caradine Gymnasium, yes. you will get uh, introduced to nine difference makers. Mm-hmm. Former Chargers, Robbie Long, Chantel Meacham, sister of yes. Trent, of Trent, who will, uh, the whole family admits that she's the best athlete. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's what I heard sorry, Trent sorry. talking about that last time he was on the air. Too. Sorry, Stu. <laughs> you rank about like fourth, Stu, I think. Poor Stu, never gets any respect. <laughs> so it's loaded. Pick it up. Uh, 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 $350. I almost forgot the price on Sunday. Right. Yep, go. Sounds good. Bye. Jim Rosso, thank you very much. We'll see you next time around. 750 here at DWS.